0: I, uh, opens up the door for more things <laughs> he was asking about college I was like yo I'm talking about my boy Christian Leitner, biggest know, troll in the world like
1: Christian Leitner. I'm like <laughs> yeah if, if we're taking just straight college like if we're, if we're taking what you did in college you got Tyler Hansborough you don't know no who idea. he is he uh he was he was big for North Carolina but then uh it, it was the weirdest thing ever cause he's huge for North Carolina then he gets drafted I don't even know who drafts him but uh he ends up on the Raptors, and all he is is basically uh, a guy, guy from the Midwest, farmer that is the big, big guy that pushes people and will stand up to anybody for a fight. That was all he was, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck happened there? Like, you were, you were the dude, and then you're now just a dude, and then Adam Morrison, obviously, yeah, comes That's out true. with the shittiest stash." shittiest hairdo there's ever been and that's then so jokes yeah there's so many dookies. like
0: waste college guys I was like I don't know if that's a good call I feel like
1: because we did NBA I feel like that was but the, there, there is be. like uh, if you're if you're including it in I think David Robinson had like an unreal uh, career as well I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had an unreal one and then uh, a guy that's not making any top 50 lists but like one of the most durable shooters JJ Redick he's I think JJ I think he hasn't I don't think he's missed the playoffs since like middle school. Like junior high was the yeah, last time he was in stuff. the playoffs. He's he's been in forever. And like I remember it when uh, Williamson Zion got uh, drafted, he uh, they were having an interview together. And he's like, "Yeah, you hey, you better not fuck this up for me. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> you gotta bring me back. I just got traded New Orleans. <laughs> I need the I
0: need this playoff. It's that Duke. Them Duke boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Duke. So it's funny." that duke has been my squad for so long and you think oh it's because dustin's a fucking bandwagon jumper do you want know dukes my my school don't even want to know but yeah what because so they played ncaa 2003 football yeah and they had they were duke so i was like what's whatever name but they were the blue devils their logo was a dd for dustin i liked blue i thought devils were cool and i just like i used them in football all the time <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like oh, yeah, basketball. Yeah, Duke's sick. And then it's like, Duke's like a powerhouse. I'm like, obviously. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, because
1: yeah, I, I remember, uh, I think it was Kyle Pfeiffer, back uh, back when you guys hung out and stuff. Uh, when we, we were at his house, me, you, him, and Ty, and uh, okay. I think he played as Duke with NCAA a lot, too. So I remember him having some championship run, and he, I think he... Like, he lost on lost in his final games right before we went out, so he was a buzzkill for a while. But, uh...
0: <laughs> I played 2K19 and I played 20. I know.
1: Oh, um, we, yeah. we banished you. <laughs> banished me. Banished you to the jail. shadow oh realm. My, I got banished bored, Banished you to bro. the shadow realm. I got realm. bored, bro. Um, yeah, sure, you got bored. Um...
0: I remember, like, getting drafted to fucking Memphis, and I was like, Memphis sucks, fucking Marcus, shit, Conley, shit, <laughs> I was like, fuck this, I was so cheese.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it was that orange juice, <laughs> yeah, in the, in the 2010s, you got drafted to the Grit and Grind, <laughs> the throwback team that's the least fun kind of basketball I can imagine, like, Jeez. watching it as a purist, yeah, it's like, you're watching guys play actual defense, make proper plays, do this and that but nobody's dunking nobody's doing anything exciting like I'm not watching the NBA for people to play pro- like just regular basketball I want to see the best of the best do crazy shit that I can't imagine doing right. yeah. that's why I've been uh, big on that um, the CEBL the Canadian I don't know what basketball league <laughs> I, I can I can never remember what the E is I think it's like <laughs> entertainment exhibition uh, ex, no, uh, maybe but uh but it's uh the the Fraser Valley Bandits mm-hmm. are based out of Abbotsford, mm-hmm. and they uh it's, it's like I think ten or so teams from all around Canada, but it's our own pro league mm-hmm. for basketball, mm-hmm. and uh, it's all players that have played either like international. Oh yeah, start the timer. Yeah, we've been <laughs> uh, five seconds into this podcast, so. Uh, but the um they're all inter- like pretty much all international pros. So people have played France, blah, 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 here, there. And then there's some that have played uh, like high level uh, college. And then some even from the G league and uh, a little bit of actual NBA experience. So they're all in like their late twenties, early thirties. And it's, it's really good basketball because it's not, it's not athletes that are just jumping out of the gym, dunking everything and putting on a show and just hard and one-on-one with everybody. It's people that have to play proper, have to play hard mm-hmm. for it to for it actually to make a living out of this thing. So it's really, I've been watching every game. They've been really fun to watch. And then their, uh, the, their main, or I don't know if he's their main point guard, but in my opinion, their main point guard, a uh, guy named Merrick Claussen, he played for uh, Yale the same years that uh, we were in high school. So I remember watching him at different tournaments and just, he he was He's still playing professional basketball, so you can tell what he was doing in high school. (laughs) He was like uh, best best Canadian basketball player at the time, so it's cool seeing that and then seeing him still playing and putting up like playing pretty much the same style and still showing out with a lot of uh, guys like that. So I've enjoyed watching that almost more than the NBA returning right now because I can play 2K and it's gonna look the exact same. Like oh. Zion Williamson did a crazy dunk. Oh, LeBron James did LeBron things. It's like, yes, I can watch that and it's enjoyable, but I know what's coming. Like, it's that's not true, like, like the only thing TJ Warren coming out of nowhere putting up 40 points. Anybody in the NBA could do that at any given moment. So, it's not as. I haven't been enjoying it as much lately.
0: Fair enough.
1: Especially yeah. now that we got this league. But yeah, so like, we were going to talk about how I had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Segway oh, we, we, uh, we decided we wanted to kind of let everybody know Who we are a little bit Because we got some people from Dawson watching Some people that know me Some people that are mixed that kind of know our stories But uh, we're going to start with me I had cancer, grade 12 uh, started, started in my stomach Went down to my nuts Popped one of those bad boys out <laughs> And uh, yeah So started there But, uh, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about with this. So, (laughs) Kyle, have you ever actually, like, in any kind of, like, media
0: or anything, have you ever actually told your story to, like, anybody, or is this, like, the first time, really?
1: Yeah, I guess not in media. Like, I've I've talked to a therapist about it a little bit, uh, just, like, because, uh, when you, when you get, when you get sick, when you go through the, all the shit with it, at the end, there's, um, there's a clinic called the Leaf Clinic, it's long-term effects, after something with the f. <laughs> uh, I don't I'm not good at okay, acronyms. Okay. I know the beginning parts, I okay. never know the end. But it's uh basically they gave me a, like a therapist. Uh they gave me a questionnaire to kind of like figure out if I if they think I'm doing if I have any things wrong. Yeah. And like I I did the questionnaire and it's like, "Oh, it uh says here that uh you seem to be quite depressed and you have a lot of anxiety." I'm like, "Don't think I'm depressed at all. I think I'm just like I feel pretty normal. I don't feel depressed, but like I'm anxious as fuck. Like I, and this I, was when uh, was this? This is like after you've been seven, diagnosed. Se- no, this is after the remission. Oh, okay. so like uh, last year, yeah, because uh, cause what it is, you get I I got cancer. So yeah, so what happened was is, yeah start start where let's just start with like yeah, start, you
0: finding out that you even had this together. yeah so
1: so it's uh it's a funny story uh <laughs> okay. so we're uh i'm going along and in grade grade 11 obviously basketball every day i'm in the gym before school gym gym after school going to summer camps all all the shit and then uh i started uh i started noticing something in my nut and it was like i, I felt something hard and it was like what the fuck that's terrifying yeah right away that's terrifying <laughs> and and i'm like okay well like I'm gonna be fine. It'll it'll pass, right? Like you don't uh, uh, even, yeah, you never think that far. It's right? probably good. I'm probably good. So then, like, uh, it slowly progresses. Like, I'm still playing ball. I'm still, and then I'm starting to get more uncomfortable. And that that hard part is getting a little bit bigger and oh. bigger and bigger. And uh, How big like, did it probably up getting probably about month and a half. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get to that part. Okay. About <laughs> month month and a half in, I'm like, this this thing's like at least probably bigger than a ping pong ball at this point. It's, like, right on the side of my nuts, and it's, like, just a hard, like, a, like, it feels like a brick almost. Yeah, it's, it's not comfortable. So then, uh, so then I started wearing sweatpants everywhere, school, everything, and I'm an athlete, so kind of, I fit in with it. it. doesn't seem that weird. But, uh, at that point, I'm, like, oh, I've got cancer. I, like, this is definitely cancer. I don't know what, like, I don't know what that means, because I've never, like, nobody talks about cancer or anything shit like that. So this is in a month and a half. So at three months is when it's now the size of like, it's like a, a Big Mac. Oh my god! It's like the size of a Big Mac. How do you even
0: hide it? Because you're not even like sweatpants. Like if you, were, you can't,
1: you can't sit down. No, but Probably dude, you like go, you cup your ball. And but lift dude, up. like
0: you're not a big dude, so you don't have no. like a lot of like you know hiding
1: space. Yes, yeah, thank God I had a thigh gap. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But oh, yeah, no. so so I get. I it's like it's gone to that point, and uh, I remember going to this. I, I was at this basketball tournament because I'm still playing. I just. I'm like fuck it. I like if, if I got cancer, I'm going to die. I'm going to play basketball. That was my dumbass mentality grade 11. I'm like, "Oh, I'll just die in grade 11, but I got to play fucking sports." And uh so then we're at this tournament and I remember like the the moment that I knew like I couldn't play ball anymore was I I was post I posted up this uh small small little Asian dude and I remember I I I posted him up and I turned, shoot a fade and he flicked me in the dick. Like, flick me right Ooh. in the ball. Like, he, that was, he like, gave it a little tap. Oh, my God. And, like, I've, I've had that before where people, they, when they can't actually get their hand up, they'll they'll use their offhand and kind of hit you in the dick to try and, like, distract you. And then it gets under your skin and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he does this, and I drop. I, like, I shoot, I drop. And I've, I'm, like, just in agonizing pain. And I'm, like, coach, I gotta go. I gotta go. I went to the washroom. And I was, like, oh, fuck, that really hurt. Like. I gotta figure this out, and then like everybody's like, "Oh, what's up?" I'm like, "Oh, I just he bad me pretty good." Blah blah blah, playing off. So then I'm like, "Okay, I I'm gonna go back in." So then I same thing happened. He hit me, and it was just I started crying. It was it was brutal, and nobody had any idea because it's like they it like, like oh yeah, you just got hit in the nuts really hard. But I was like, it was like when you when you see like a like a six year old get hit in the nuts, and they don't actually know that it like that it's okay that it doesn't hurt that much, and they just. <laughs> Ah! as if it's like the worst thing that has ever happened to them it was like i was reacting like that so everybody was kind of like oh shit like i guess that really hurt yeah like yeah they thought you were going to be so interested. then uh so then uh like it was uh matt was on the team and then uh bill his uh his stepdad uh he he was our coach so then uh they were the ones that drove me so then i sat on the bench and then I, when we were going back they're like hey you okay blah blah, blah and i'm like Oh, uh, he just hit me really hard. I still didn't, still didn't say anything. But then I got home and I'm like, "Hey, mom, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta talk to you about something." And like, I gotta show you something. It's kind of, kind of fucked up, kind of weird, whatever. And like, in my yet again, in dumbass little How kid. How old are you again? Uh, I guess grade eleven, so six, seventeen, I think. Sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. I don't know. I think it's. It was a. Uh, Sixteen or 17, One or the other. I think I just turned seventeen. Okay. And uh, so then in my in my like young brain, I'm like, uh, like the my mom's gonna be weirded out because I'm gonna show her my 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 yeah. unit, and then like I'm not even thinking about the fact that I've got this fucking like like nerf football, oh my God. Stuck, like stuck pushing out on my my uh, testicles. Yeah. And then, like, she obviously started freaking out, crying, and then uh, went rushed to the doctor, showed him, and uh, it was uh, my doctor, my family doctor at the time, Dr. Bright. He, uh, he he was, like, looking at it, and what he had said was he thought it was a blown hydrocele, which, I, I don't oh, know, I doctor terms, I don't know what the fuck that is, but it sounded like it was, like... Uh, something, something inside had ripped and there's fluid that fluid built in building. there and okay. that's what he thought it was. Yeah. So then he said, okay, we're going to have to do like exploratory surgery to figure out uh, what, like if, if that is it and if we yeah. can get, get it drained, whatever. So he's like, I'll, I'll try and get a, figure out who we can get. And then, uh, so end up, I think then the like later that week he had uh, called said, Oh, I've got a guy. Uh, in Surrey or Langley, I can't remember where it was, but, uh, he can do it on Monday. Mm-hmm. So it was like basically a five, six day window from when I, when I first went in to the time I got the surgery. Yeah. So then I get there, it's, they're like, Oh, it'll be about, I think, I think they said like an hour or two to so like me and my parents said it'll, it'll probably be about an hour or two. We'll just find out what it is, drain it out and it'll be all good. So then I went in and apparently it was something like six, seven hours. Cause it, oh it was, God. it was just a giant tumor. Yeah. And, uh, so then like this, this is kind of like pretty unprofessional of them, but, uh, like I came, came to like all drugged up still and they're, they're explaining to me, yes, it was a cancerous tumor. They took the cancer out and like, uh, and I think, I think at that, yeah, and, uh, at that point I had lost the, lost the one testicle and, uh, and they like said all this stuff and I'm like okay. Like I'm fucked up. <laughs> like yeah, I'm you, like okay, cool. Nothing really registers so then, the magnitude. Yeah, I'm just what's sit, actually sitting happening. in the bed, and then uh, and then my mom and my dad come in. And they're like, hey, like how are you doing? How are you feeling? Like it was a long one. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like I'm not too bad. Apparently, I had cancer, but it's gone now, so we're good. And yeah, and my mom, like my mom's like what? And like she like went. I I don't remember because I was really high. But she told me that she basically like she like she thought she was gonna faint because uh, a long time ago my brother uh he got him and uh, him and this uh girl in elementary they were both going for the soccer ball and uh they missed and kicked each other's legs mm-hmm. and it broke my brother's leg and just bowed it okay so yeah. then when she went into the hospital, she saw it and she fainted okay. and uh so she thought she thought she was gonna do it again, and my dad did too, so he was behind her just in case but then uh but yeah so the guy did the surgery found out it was cancer and it turns out it was, uh, it's a, it was a muscle cancer and it was, it was moving from there to, uh, to uh, upwards and apparently it was something where if, if it didn't get handled like it did, yeah it would have been a lot worse, like okay. if it would have been any longer. And uh, come to find out afterwards that my, my doctor had convinced this surgeon not to take his holidays and to back them off and it would have been an extra month okay. before I would have been able to get the surgery. And they said they don't know what would have happened in that month. Yeah. Like whether like they there's never gonna be a good part if yeah. I would have uh, had to wait that time. So my doctor kinda saved my life in that situation. Absolutely. Which like realistically if I went three months earlier it would've
0: been even <laughs> yeah. better. Well yeah. But
1: like, you know <laughs> But yeah, I was I was scared and like nobody nobody knew and, like I um but anyways, uh, so then I'm like, okay, so cancer's gone, this is gone, just gotta let it heal. The drive home was fucking terrible. Every little rock I oh just had surgery. God. We get uh we get to the Evans roundabout and uh we go and we're about to go in and somebody cuts off, slams on the brakes, I'm like, <gasps> oh, no, oh, just no. terrible, just oh, terrible. Yeah, every sudden so, movement just shaking yeah, the whole so body. Then I think it was good two months later ish, maybe. Uh we get a call from uh, B C Children's and they they booked an appointment so then we go in and uh and uh it was that, that was it was the first moment like this was the first moment where I was like, Oh shit like You were scared. Like shit's gonna go bad because uh we got there and we thought it was just a checkup whatever. Yeah, routine. So we go in and uh they're like, Okay, so has everybody talked to you about what's going on and uh like my dad's like, Oh no, like they they said they they'd gotten rid like did This surgery get, got uh, rid of everything and it's all good. And they're like, Oh no, you're supposed to come in like right away after they were supposed to book you. We have to start chemo, right? That was that was all I knew. That was all, uh, wow. <sighs> why uh, isn't
0: it like it's just it baffles me that there wasn't communication at yeah, that point. Like, it,
1: was, it was something where the because of the fact that they didn't know what they were getting into at the beginning, yeah, there was some breakdown of the they, I think, what happened was they. Had taken the tumor out, Mm -hmm. but because he didn't, uh, they that person doesn't specialize in that. They didn't realize that they had to remove all the tissue that was around it as well, because that was infected by the cancer. So then the the little bit of cancer was still in there, and that had moved up, and uh, like, did you watch that movie uh, Fifty Fifty with Jordan Jordan uh, Gordon Levitt and Seth Rogen? Yeah, I've seen that. So when he goes in the hospital and the doctor says it and everything goes black like that, that's exactly what happened. It was, we, we sat in there for five, ten, could be two days. We were in there for whatever amount of time and it was just, there was nothing going on and it was me and my dad Mm -hmm. and it was just, we were just sitting there and like no words were coming through my ears or anything and then. Uh, The doctor like I I saw him like nodding and like looking at me to ask me a question. I'm like, okay, and then uh, so they made the bookman booking in or whatever. And I remember I walked I walked out of the door and I I went to leave and I was like, I can't I can't let dad like dad's staying strong and I know shit's going wrong. I can't let him see this. And I ran into the bathroom and fucking just bawled my eyes out for. I don't know how long, whatever amount of time it was, yeah, like but, uh, how it you was, I just thought, like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Cause, uh, and then, so then we, we do the drive on whatever. So we get, uh, we go back in for the next appointment to like figure out what we're going to do. And that's when they gave, they gave me the option. Like me, well, I was still technically a minor, but because I'm 17, my parents weren't going to just make whatever decisions for me. Yeah. So I, it was, uh, they basically gave, gave us the option of, uh, a, we, we don't, we, uh, we don't do any initial surgery and we treat it like this is, this has gone really far and we need to do everything possible. And it would be two years of chemo and radiation and like, at, at whatever the highest amount so that they can make sure that they get whatever's in there. Or we do uh, surgery, which uh, is that big scar that's down my chest. Basically from my chest down to just above my dick. And uh, what it was was they, so they went in. That's sort a of technical term for that, right? Yeah. Yeah, dick. anyways. <laughs> I don't know what the surgery was. <laughs> okay, but uh, so then, nice. um, yeah, the chest to dick surgery, as the doctors put it. Nice. And uh, so what it was is they, they go in, they open open it up, and then they take all like my insides out and put them to the sides and then they go in and uh cut out all the lymph nodes because apparently lymph nodes are what uh potentially carry cancer and Mm -hmm. like once once cancer starts showing up that's when like that's why uh when you go to the doctors they do like the the finger test on your your neck sometimes and then under your armpits that's where most most likely the lymph nodes will show up okay so my uh because because the the uh the tumor was in uh in my groin uh apparently this tissue was still there that had the cancer and it moved into my stomach muscles Yeah. because that was the type it was a muscle cancer it wasn't testicular tessicul- testicular
0: did they ever do you remember what type of cancer it was uh
1: yeah rab- rhabdomyosarcoma sarco- rhabdomyo- of the epididymis Okay, sure. Anyways, I've, I've, said, I've said this <laughs> once or twice. Okay, yeah. Honestly, uh, so, so yeah. So, um, that's what it was called, it was and it was a. Uh, I think, myosarcoma is what it means to be the muscle cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't I, epididymis. I think is code word for dick, or something. Sure. I don't know. Nice, <laughs> but um, so it moved up into my stomach. So they, so the surgery was. They go in. They. Take off all the lymph, take out all the lymph nodes, and then they'll know what they're dealing with. Yeah, and then they'll be able to specialize the amount of chemo and, and or radiation. Hopefully, they won't need to do radiation. Yeah, is what they said. But the 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 part that may, is the reason that there's an option between the two is that the surgeon has to be is basically taking the lymph nodes off of my nerves. Mm-hmm. So any little fuck up, uh, like they said, most likely. After the surgery, uh, if we choose to do that way, if anything goes wrong, I'll be impotent. And this is at seventeen. I, I was like, um, like I, it was just yeah, it was kind yeah, of like sure. a. I don't even I didn't even know what that really meant. I was like, okay, so my my dick just basically gone, and uh, like that. It's <laughs> yeah, you dick don't gone. really understand. Dick be yeah, go absolutely. like that's all I know. And I uh, I was kind of like I was I was thinking about it and like all. Like, because nobody talks about cancer, nobody talks about radiation and shit. The yeah. only thing I knew is that chemo and radiation is what kills more people than cancer. And so that that's it's all terrifying. that's going through my head. And I'm like, so one option is no matter what, I have really hard versions of both of those for two years. The other one, they might be able to do less and then hopefully cure it. So I said, either like, way, it doesn't sound like really yeah, good. <laughs> and like, you know me at the roulette table, I'm a fucking gambler. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Let's let's do the surgery. Let's like, the guys. The guy gets paid. The guy's a surgeon. He's a, he's working at BC Children's Hospital. He said he can do it. If he says it, he's done all this stuff. Let's fucking put put your nuts on the table. Literally, you know, let's <laughs> let's get this shit going. Let's make it work. Yeah. So.
0: No, uh, sorry to cut you off. but. No, like, don't. Pr- no problem. Um. Did you feel like, especially with like, you know, I can. I know we've kind of talked about it a little bit before, and even just in the way you talk about all the things that you went through. Do you feel like there was a point or a pressure on you to be the strong one in the room when everyone around you was freaking
1: out? Yeah. No, the, that's the reason that my dumbass played basketball. I played my grade 12 year. I, I like, grade, grade 8 to grade 11 was building to... Go! Hear. I wanted to go for the championship in grade twelve because I knew we had the we had the right kind of guys mm-hmm. like Maddie, Gary, Eric, Neels. We we had a we had a core group that we could actually battle yeah. against anybody. And I like not to sue my own. I was the captain of our team. Yeah, that was that was my thing. Yeah, and like thinking back now, duh, red shirt of the year. Take take the year off. That all that all that means is that I get to practice, I get to do whatever, take a year off, I, year I sit on the bench, I coach, I learn the game from the sidelines, and the next year, I just have to go back to school uh, to take at least a, a semester of courses, yeah. and then I can play my proper grade 12 year. Normally, normal person, yeah, that's what you should do. Ego, cocky kid, and I'm like, no, this, this is... Like it's cancer, whatever. Fuck yeah, cancer. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna beat it, and I'm gonna play basketball at the same time, and yeah. I'm gonna graduate with all my friends. So, so like, oh
0: yeah, because you got you know your whole school going behind you and stuff, and you got your yeah. family and your community behind you, and everyone wants to see you. Obviously, you know, beat this thing, and I can. It, you know, to me, I'm part of it. It's like all those people that you know were there to support you. That's you know that's great and that's awesome, but at the same time, it's like how much of that really was helpful for you going through it when in reality, it just ended up pushing you to try and do something you weren't ready for and essentially wasting
1: your senior yeah. year because you didn't get to play your full potential because you were still in the middle of it all. I remember one uh, <laughs> one basketball tournament, we were at the, I think it's the Snowball Classic at Abbey Senior, and we're playing, and this, uh, I, I hear this, like, I could hear kind of whispers because, like, obviously I, I look like a cancer kid because I'm a cancer kid yeah, on the court, and uh, I could hear whispers, and then I see this guy and I could hear him clearly. He's like, "Man, that, that dude looks like he's got cancer. Like, what a shitty haircut. And I'm like, yo, I do have cancer. And he's like, what? Oh, <laughs> you, you, have, you have cancer? I'm like, yeah, dude. And he's uh. like, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, don't. I'm not mad at you <laughs> at all. I would be making fun of me if I didn't know either, That's but now a, you know, so let's yeah, maybe I'm maybe not keep
0: it going. Yeah, honestly. Okay. But we we've kind of jumped ahead here, so we are uh, you playing basketball again? So, yeah. Uh
1: so yeah, so I I said yes to the surgery. Yeah. The like wrists are being impotent, blah blah blah. Just normal shit. And uh so so once I decided that, they're like, "Okay." So next course of action is, because you're 17 and there's this risk, you're to have to donate some sperm. Yeah. So, <laughs> in coming to the most awkward time of my life... Teenagers in a sperm bank. Yeah, 17 years old, me and my dad, we're driving out to Vancouver to the sperm bank. I don't think we talked. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think one sentence came out of our mouths. We so, did uh, any, uh, pre-game speech? Hey, uh, can you put on JRFM? <laughs> <laughs> That's about all we're getting out of us. Oh, okay. I'm so serious. then, uh, so, so we get there and, uh, I think he's like, uh, do you want me to wait? I'm like, you can go anywhere else. <laughs> like, I'll call you when we're, like, when I need you. So we get there, I go, go in, check in and they like, okay, let's go through here. Get, uh, get it, get me into the thing. Give me my, my, uh. File or whatever the fuck I needed to fill up, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I go in, and then there's this uh, like tissue box that has a, a list of things, like the the rules basically, and it's, it's saying what are, like,
0: what are the rules of a sperm guy? Yeah, because like? so, I feel like that's really yeah. Uh,
1: so like the main yes. main rule is no sperm touches skin, like yours or anybody else's. It only goes straight into the thing if it touches if it touches anything, it's contaminated, won't work. Fair enough. Another rule is apparently you're allowed to bring people in with you huh. to do this, but yet again, they, not, nothing can touch them, so they can get you to the point. I was going to say, I guess that goes in hand-in-hand in hand with rule one. Yeah. Okay, and, continue. And <laughs> yeah, literally hand-in-hand. Hand. <laughs> and so then I'm like, wait a minute, like, I just, like, and at the same time, I'm like, I wish I had somebody that this would apply to. <laughs> like, I'm 17, I'm not going to, like, yeah. Hey uh this one time I really liked you and you said hi to me. Oh, Can you geez. help me out? That's such a that's so fucked up. Anyways, I know. Continue. I know. So then then like going through whatever the, the rest of the rules, but then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got to just go do this thing. So then I go and uh you look at the table and there's just a stack of porn and the first thing that goes through my head is like, okay, so every person that's been in here has went through this porn I'm not I'm not going near it and then I look up and see the big TV I'm like hey this is better okay side note whose job is it to do a quick check for
0: sticky pages like who has to go like see like okay he used book one and two and not three we'll keep three around or do you think they just do like go out and buy like 10 magazines for each person that goes
1: in there because that's low-key disgusting uh I mean that's I, not low key at all. That's high key. Yeah. That's so gross. <laughs> there's there's definitely a guy that deserves more than minimum wage. Definitely. That's for okay. sure. Anyways, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> okay. So, but, uh, so then so then obviously see the the TV and I'm like, okay, so go do my business, and I'm like, I'm I'm about to walk out the door and I'm like, I gotta go give this to somebody. This. Is, oh my god. Like this is, like, is, this is so not good. I've, I've had no sexual encounters with anybody at this point, and I'm like, okay, so. This is the closest thing to a sexual partner I've had. It's handing somebody in my sperm. I've never gone further at this point in my
0: life than I have with a nurse at this desk. So
1: I, oh I, walk, out and I just walk up and drop it off, and she's like, okay, bye. Just, well, yeah, she doesn't want to talk to She's done this a billion it. times. And, she, and you know she doesn't want to talk yeah, to you she, about this. She gets it. It's not like, yeah. there's no hey. Like, How was it? Like, <laughs> you, know, you, you have a good time? <laughs> what pains did you use? Oh, God. <laughs> None of that. Oh, oh None my of that, God. thank God. So then, anyways. So then I go out, call my dad. He comes, picks me up, we get in the car, and he's like, Wanna go to Denny's? (laughs) So we just start laughing, and then we go to Denny's for breakfast. That's like classic dad doesn't know how to address the situation. There's there's nobody that can address that. How do you have that
0: that talk? I can't judge him. How do you have that talk? It's so weird. Then
1: fucking leave, and the next day, get a call, find out that apparently, if you jerk off the day before you go, you don't have enough sperm. So they're like, okay, you need to let two days go and then come back. You gotta build up (laughs) a story. I'm like, I gotta do this again. So then, but yeah, so go do the same thing, less awkward because the second time. Yeah. Okay. But um, so that all gets done. But then they so they have it frozen wherever. But uh, because I had it the cancer as a child and is the surgeon whatever it's, I don't have to pay for it to stay there, it just stays there, Mm -hmm. somebody else pays for it, Uh, governments, I don't know who the fuck does, but somebody pays for it, sure, so then go, go for the surgery, and I remember, I get to the, get to the, get to the hospital, like, obviously, like, obviously, other shit happened, but none of it really matters, I don't remember it, Mm -hmm. but, uh, so get to the surgery, and, uh, I get in there, and, uh, I remember we're, we're sitting waiting waiting and then uh, the the dinner person comes by because I'm having I had a night and also it was uh, the surgery was on like my my favorite number is thirteen Steve Nash always always has been thirteen so we get there or we get the we get the date for the surgery and it's Friday the thirteenth <laughs> so I'm like anybody else is probably freak the fuck out of them <laughs> so then we yeah, we get there stutters. and we we park and then as we get out because we have to go pay we realize that we parked in stall thirteen in uh, section K, so I was like, K-1-3, that's my, like, my other thing's K-L-1-3, yeah. so I'm like, Kyle okay, Kyle, so uh, this is going 13. good, this is going good, so then uh, we go up there, and uh, we're waiting, in, so the dinner person comes through with their tray, they bring me in this big spaghetti dinner, and I'm like, fuck yeah, so then I mow down this spaghetti dinner, as I'm like, just about on my last bite, the uh, nurse comes in, and she's like, no, no, you're not allowed to eat, you can't, you have, you have to fast, you can't eat. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm like, oh, th- what does this mean? And they're like, it's gonna be a long night, right? and I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? So she, they get these. It's basically like X lax. X pills that make you shit and throw up oh my So god. I had to get everything out of my fucking system oh my for this surgery in that's a couple hours.
0: terrible. So a
1: couple hours of just um, excavating myself. No, I couldn't. Oh my just
0: god. Just terrible. I feel like that's the worst part for me and I'm not even like
1: understanding no, the magnitude the, of having cancer. No, the <laughs> worst part I don't like spaghetti. Oh, no. I don't like spaghetti. (laughs) It was just, I I hadn't eaten in so long. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll eat that. Sure. So then, yeah, so then I remember I get all suited up, go for the surgery, they do the countdown, I fall asleep, and I remember I took one last because I had just like basically at this point I would just gone to the point where I actually had abs showing mm-hmm. and I was like okay, hey, this is the last time so I took like a shirtless whatever I did oh, max, God. <laughs> took a, took a Matt, max Chadsey oh, right before the surgery and um, so then go do the surgery come out and uh, like it it was obviously massive stapled up and uh, yeah I remember the scars. the doctor says basically as far as we know nothing went wrong there's no there's no nothing I, uh, I had an epidural the whole time cause I'd be, uh, uh I'd stay, stay in bed for a week after. Yeah. And then like, is this
0: the point where I came to see you? Cause I, uh, remember...
1: yeah. Oh, that's, that's the other part. So yeah, I get the, get the surgery. Oh, actually forgot about this part. I wake up, I wake up from the surgery apparently early. So I like, oh there's no, God. no meds or nothing. And I'm like, I've done the surgery, but I'm in the, like before I'm Supposed to be awake phase, yeah. And I wake up and I just start. I remember I just started screaming, and like the the nurse or the doctor or whatever yelling for somebody. Then my mom and dad are right there. That you're like, it's okay, it's okay. I'm like, ah, Dad, Dad, and he's like, What, what? I want some fucking chicken. I want some fucking popcorn chicken, right? Fucking, I'm just yelling oh at it, and like my dad and my mom are watching me scream, but they're laughing now because I want fucking popcorn, <laughs> and they're trying not to because it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. I get put back to sleep. Yeah. Okay. So then,
0: no chicken, damn. Did yeah. No,
1: no chicken. Somehow they didn't get it to me in time, but uh so then I wake up, and uh because I, the surgery is all over my guts and everything, and I'm not supposed to eat, I get the epidural, so I can't walk. Cause I, I gotta like, I don't have a, I don't think I had a catheter. Maybe I had a catheter. I don't, yeah, I, I know. I don't know. I might've, cause I knew I couldn't get up. So I must've been pissing in something. So I must yeah. have had a catheter. Yeah, then I had uh because I wasn't allowed to eat or anything. I had this fucking like tube thing that would go in, it, into my mouth, into my stomach. And then it just somehow kept me like digesting shit without having to actually digest it. That's So, so then I was allowed like. Ice cubes and shit for the first four four days, but I remember uh, vividly because I I knew before this uh, that I'm not I don't really react to freezing and stuff properly. Okay. So they gave me the epidural and then they like, okay so I'm just gonna do the ice test make sure everything's good and they they put the ice on my feet and I flinched and they're like can you feel that I'm like yeah they're like <laughs> you're not supposed to feel anything in your legs so then they did it again and then it did kind of the same thing so then they did on uh, they had the epidural and then I had a uh, I had a button the button was for morphine basically whenever I felt pain I press it they they set it so that it's not gonna make let me overdose obviously but I press a button a lot because a lot of the freezing would wear off mm-hmm. so I uh, like around like basically right after I got that button was when people started showing up to visit yeah most people that showed up to visit I didn't I didn't know were there for a couple of years until because I guess you guys had a book that you guys were signing. Yeah, I found that book in my room like a couple of years after and I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> and I found out you guys all came because the morphine had me out of my tree. There was a I remember a day like because I remember the trips and one of them was uh everything like I was in everything was purple, mm-hmm. like just every everything was purple. It was a jungle. With, like, monkeys and vines oh, and trees. Tripping. And I was in a uh, a desk. Like, a, a school desk with my paper. That was that was it for whatever amount of days. That's, I just sat there like that is what I remember. Then everybody else obviously came and s- said hi. And I must have talked to people because people seem to have You don't really seen remember me. much of it. At no. All. So then, like, I'm, once I'm not allowed to have any more morphine, I come back to, the, to normal. And I've had this tube in my stomach this whole time. So it start it starts just hurting cause your mouth can't really close open. You're not really getting, I can only have little ice chips yeah. and I'm starting to say like, Oh, I, I think I'm feeling good. I think I'm feeling good. And they basically, okay, we're going to give it one more day. Cause once this comes out, if you're not doing good, we have to put it back in and we can't put you to sleep for that. Oh and that's God. not good. That sounds good. So true. I was like, okay, we'll do the one more day. It, it hurt and shit. But then when they did, Oh no, it was through my nose. That's what it was. I, I forgot. It was through my nose. And connected somehow into my, my mouth and then down. Yeah, okay. So then I remember, because uh, when we took it out, they're like, one, two, and then they pulled. And it was like, when you pull something, but then you pull it with the you left hand. right have it. like yeah. three or four times. Like,
0: <laughs> it
1: just it kept feeling like it must be out, must be out, must be out. And then it finally came out, and I was like, oh. It was just yeah. like you're a whole new person, because you finally oh, have so- that shit out of you. That's so bizarre. And then started doing the walking. But, like, yeah, so, finished with that surgery. Uh, But, so, I'm in there for a week. And at the end of that week is when I start chemo.
0: How long do you think you spent in the hospital that whole time?
1: Oh, like, throughout the entire... Yeah. The entire... uh month or two? Damn. Like, because, uh, so, yeah, so, finished surgery. Week later, I start chemo. Mm-hmm. So, chemo... What, what it does is it breaks down everything in your body, all your blood cells, good, bad, the other ones. So now when it does that, I lose all blood cells, including the white blood cells. So now my scar, my cut isn't, doesn't heal because I have no white blood cells. So I have basically, I had a a semi open wound for five months because it took that long for it to heal because I had to keep killing, killing the cells. Yeah. So I don't really remember what it was, what they were actually called, but I had uh, I had what I called single chemo, uh, twice a week, and then double chemo every every like once a week, and the single chemo's at the beginning it was I'd I'd, I'd go in, get it like, I'd have to hydrate, get the chemo, and then, uh, like it'd be like kind of shitty for a couple hours, kind of feel bad for the day, but I'd be able to manage, but the double chemo's those ones those ones fuck you up like immediately like the second like like 30 seconds after you get them it's your you're bad you start you throw up every couple minutes it just yeah it's you know is that every two hours you have to you have to throw up or pee or both like you have to pee but you're gonna throw up at the same time oh my god so then uh the first time i got the double chemo went in and uh you have to stay the night there so then uh so then I'm like all night you don't sleep because you have to get up every two hours so you're yeah. kind of in and out. But then so then at the end of that I go go home and I just I fell asleep and I just because I was you, you got nothing in you so you're just tired as fuck. So I fell asleep but like they didn't really explain that like my parents had to make sure that they wake me up every once in a while. So I slept for like 15 hours and like most people it's like when you feel sick you sleep it off you feel a lot better after you get sleep. But what happens when you have chemo is that you need to be hydrating double what you like at least double what you normally because your body's so broken down so because i slept for that long and my like my body was already torn to shit, my my liver started failing and i had to get rushed back and i went like all yellow like mm-hmm. the simpsons kind of shit oh man and uh that must have been terrifying yeah everybody's freaking well i didn't i i was like i'm i had, I just had chemo i'm pretty much dying yeah, and then so you're, just like, gonna... at, you're just putting some more words in front of it yeah and then uh so then after that they're like okay well we're gonna keep you one extra day every time just because like we need you clearly need to hydrate even more than normal yeah so i just stay on an iv for two days but yeah that was that was a weird one right off the bat and it then makes uh, me, it
0: makes me think of like your mom and your dad just like seeing you in this state it's like
1: that's kid. that's the one getting getting older. That's the one where I'm like like because I never saw my mom or my dad cry And then you your own kids so they, you yeah, they they never cried in front of me It was other other people told me afterwards like they'd go to their house to mm-hmm. cry kind of thing So I, I like they they held it in pretty good. They kept a strong face, which probably helped me too but uh Yeah, so I had that for the double chemo and I I did uh, I did that for I did I came over just about a year, I believe, out of it, but um, but it wasn't all bad. I got to go to see uh, the Phoenix Suns, so I got to watch Steve Nash. Went, uh, got to sit on their bench with them for a little bit. That's so awesome. He, I, I, I took pictures of him uh, with his warm up, and then got to shake his hand, got a picture with him and everything, and then uh, got to do the high fives. Went to a couple Canucks games because we we, uh, one of the girls that was there all the time. I just. Cause I talk to everybody, cause I talk a lot, yeah. And I just they're like, oh well, we have this blah blah blah. So then uh, that ended up connecting me with this this person through uh, Sunshine Kids. They basically it's a foundation that like sick kids like uh, like me and people that were worse off than me. Uh, the idea was it they get a group of you from different places and uh, they take you somewhere that's like different an experience that you wouldn't normally ever be able to get yeah so I was ours picked and then uh, I think there was 12 or 12 or three. I don't know. there's a there's a good amount of us that went and uh, all from different places I think there's only three from BC mm-hmm. and then uh, the rest were from the states here there and the other place but we went to uh, we got to go to New York which is really sick we were there for I think a week and uh, we got to go see like Lion King got skipped like pretty much and the other thing, everywhere you go, everybody that we're with looks like they've got cancer. Oh, so yeah. everywhere we go, we're getting front row seats. We're getting yeah. we're getting escorted past the lineup. So yeah, of if, course. If anybody questions us, we pull out the wheelchair for the really oh, sick looking one and then we're <laughs> like, Hey, come on, man. Come on, let yeah. us go. Yeah, really late. Like, for everybody else. For me I uh, I lost I lost my hair, but then it grew it started growing back, so I had like Semi normal hair, so I look like I was tagging along a oh. lot of the times. <laughs> so, it, like, I'd always make sure I was holding the wheelchair so that nobody <laughs> gave me too many sideways looks. But yeah, so went there. But uh, uh, the, the like I, I reconnected with uh, one of the guys uh, from, from the group uh, a couple days ago actually. Just he messaged the first me first time, eh? Yeah, like I talked to him a couple times because like, I had him on Facebook and yeah. stuff, but uh, not really talk talk. But then we we talked the other day. But uh we came to realize it was uh it's pretty fucked up that like we went on this this thing we all just kind of did it and went our separate ways, but like probably half half the kids from that thing are dead like they they died uh my my roommate uh jesse, jesse Randlesome, he was uh he had uh he had a really bad one, but he had just went into remission right beforehand and then uh it it came back and I, uh, cause I remember it was, uh, it was, it was kind of fucked up that how I found out he died. It was, um, I went to, uh, uh, I went to EA, I got to go to EA, uh, to their headquarters for this like kind of party thing and yeah. got games and whatever. But as I was walking in, I saw it, uh, there's, uh, cause it was part of, with part of the make a wish thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a poster and it was him with, uh, his make a wish was to get, uh, uh his his dream car and get it all souped up, and it was him in his dream car, and I'd posted it and then uh like i i went i tagged him and then I went and looked at his facebook and found out he had died oh man and I was like holy fuck just he he's dead yeah like i I was right beside him we were both like i wasn't even i don't even think I was in remission yet yeah and he was and he was, along he was further were. along than me, and he's dead, so it was that was crazy, then a bunch of other people have died from, like, from that group as well. But, uh, so it was, It's really cool that Sunshine Kids could put that on because of the fact that, like, I know how it, like, it affected me. It didn't, like, change my life, but it, like, I never, I never knew Broadway was something that was not lame as fuck. Like, <laughs> I was always like, yeah, I'm gonna go to a musical. Thanks. Like, thanks yeah, for your help. But I get there, jock. and it's li- <laughs> it's Lion King, and there's like, these guys, it was just crazy experience, but like, these people, it was one of their last experiences is this fucking awesome trip to New York. So, it was really cool. But, uh so yeah, so, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm just <laughs> you were uh, you were talking ranting. about the
0: kind of like the the good parts about like all the yeah. different foundations that helped you, but at this point, um, you're still
1: kind of um, dealing with uh, you know the scar. It isn't healing. Oh yeah, so yeah, the scar. The, I guess that that part was a little after the scar had healed, but I remember because because like we said, my dumbass was playing basketball. Yeah, you went back so, to school not too long after, right? Yeah, uh, because it, I got the surgery at the beginning of the summer, and I started school when some school started, mm-hmm. and I'd go to my early morning practices, and I'd, uh, like, in the morning, I'd put my bandage on, and then I'd go to practice, and when I finished, I'd take that off and put the new one on, because mm-hmm. it, it just, like, bleed everywhere, because I'm playing basketball yeah. and I'm not supposed to be even walking. Now, how much, like, what percentage do you think you were playing at that point, compared oh. to, like, 100%? Compared to me, I, I, well, at the beginning of every practice, we had to do five sets of lines. Yeah. I was doing one, oh, so like, shit. and and I shouldn't have been doing one, and they were trying to tell me not to. And I'm yeah, like, well, because sh- like all, every time I go to the doctors, they're like, like, are you still walking? And I'm like, I'm fucking running, like yeah. I'm, I'm not stopping that. Well, that's
0: the thing. You you've always been so competitive. You're you're pushing yourself beyond what everybody else is telling you. Yeah, that you're capable of.
1: And I I remember I like I I owe a couple of my coaches very big apologies because i i made a lot of scenes because of the fact that they cared about me and they're like you should definitely register you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that and i basically told them all to go fuck themselves and that like i i know what i'm capable i know blah 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 you well, blah. gotta think too like so, think of how many emotions you're harboring at this point in your
0: life that you mm-hmm. don't really have the mental capacity to even really address completely 100%. and like and like we kind of mentioned before, like the pressure from all the kids around you, because like I remember at the time um, there was even uh, cancer benefit bracelets going around. So you mm-hmm. got everybody, you know, wearing this um, wristband that says too legit to quit, um, which was a reference to your basketball nickname, Legit Lorto or whatever. Yeah. But you got everybody, you know, wearing your wristband around. Supporting
1: you and everybody I don't know coming yeah. <laughs> up and telling me yeah. about how how cool of a guy I am and like this and that and that and then trying to hang out. Yeah. I remember one time after school, me and uh, I don't know who, me and somebody, were walking down past Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. and uh, like this is downtown 7 Seven Eleven is not like the best place, and this kind of sketchy guy keeps looking over at us, and uh, like I think it might have even been. John Cook or Curtis Prince, one of those two, might have been them, I'm not sure, but we're walking, in and, and, like, I see this guy kind of looking at us, and I'm like, hey, just, hey, heads you know. up, this guy keeps looking, so just, yeah, yeah. like, something might happen, and then the guy kind of, he just starts walking over, he's like, hey, I'm like, what's up? Like, because yeah, yeah. I'm, like, defensive, trying try yeah. to front like I'm not tiny fucking kid, yeah. and he's like, hey, man, like, I just, I don't know if you remember me, but, like, I saw your story, and blah, 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 and all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, thanks, and the, And then he just kind of walks away. You're in the local news at this point. I mean, yeah, I'm in the local news. Like, everybody from my school, everybody from, like, social media is going on. So, like, everybody knows what's going on. And this kind of shit happened to me everywhere. And it still happens. People will be like, hey, Kyle. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. Like, (laughs) we're we're not actually friends. (laughs) Like, I understand you know me, but I don't know you. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that, that, I had that where everybody is like, oh, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. I'm like, Yeah, fucking rights I can. And then I'm like, okay, well if I take a step off, maybe I can't. So I I can't. I can't take that step off.
0: You're putting on this, you know, this front for everybody to be strong so that Mm. and in in a weird fucked up way
1: so that they don't feel bad, which is the weirdest fucking dynamic. That's all it was. It had nothing to do with me. Like I felt like shit. Yeah, but I'm like, fuck it, they don't need to feel like shit too. Right? Like like
0: you're you're kind of in a position where like people are always saying, Oh my god, Kyle, I'm so sorry. As if that is gonna like make you feel better. When yeah. in reality, they're saying sorry because they feel bad because they're so uncomfortable yeah. and they don't really know what to say. And and like, yeah, it's it's just it's you know at this point in your life, you're going to basketball, you're trying to do all these things, you're not really addressing the emotions going on. And there's yeah. no way you're not fucked up. You have cancer, <laughs> like all those like outbursts you probably had on the court from that. that that's that's where the only way you could have felt your yeah. actual emotions because that's a lot man like yeah. it really is a lot it really it takes a long time for someone to really understand especially you know when you're a 17 year old guy yeah how to there's there's plenty of guys that are
1: 50 that can't address their emotions properly Hundred percent. and you're 17 yeah like um and i remember the the first person that kind of started like not making it normal but that like uh fully didn't kind of give me like oh you're sorry was uh our boy, Corey Pope. <laughs> he, Corey. He's like... He's like... Ah, it was he, he had the worst jokes I've ever heard of, but they, they were they were bad, but they were at least an attempt to be a normal... He's like... Ah, I don't, even, I don't want to put say, him on blast. Just, this just, this just a, quick a bad disclaimer,
0: joke. though. Just a quick disclaimer. Our friend group has typically had a pretty fucked
1: up sense of humor. Oh, yeah. we're, forever. We're, we're not nice people. And not it, at and, all. And
0: one of the things that you know kind of went on you know dealing with like our one of our best friends has cancer was uh you know people would make jokes about it. It's not because like we're trying to be disrespectful but like it was just kind of a way of normalizing things to us like like i said we're 17 we don't really know how to handle the emotions yeah. we're feeling or deal yeah, with any if, of this healthy if,
1: if nobody if everybody stopped like pretty much everybody stopped making fun of me and put me on a pedestal and then Corey started making jokes at me and that kinda of made it normal for everybody to go back to made you feel like, like things like Yeah, work. Kyle's Kyle's still here. Yeah. He's not dead. He's yeah. like maybe he'll die, but he's not dead now, so let's fucking just act like we're we're all boys again. Yeah. And I'm just gonna say the joke, Corey's probably not gonna be happy about because it it's <laughs> a terrible joke. But he said, uh, Hey Kyle, how many can how many uh cancer patients does it take to screw in a light bulb? Like, how many? None. They're too sick to get up. Oh my god. That's, that's, that's wasn't so not funny. Brutal. wasn't anything. That's but he sick. said it and everybody was silent and I started laughing and everybody started laughing and then it, kind of, it just everyone's, broke the ice. Everyone's was, so uncomfortable. Was, it was like, if I was able to laugh at that, that means that everything's back. Like, normal. Like if you make a funny joke, it'll be okay. Because he didn't even make a funny joke. He had said something, he said something with good. the word cancer in it. Yeah. And it wasn't an awkward situation. And that's it. Kind of, it made it so really, that everybody else was capable of talking to me as a human being again. In a really fucked up way, I mean it. I def, I guess it came from a good place, but yeah, definitely is not that funny at all. Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> it was, it was, it wasn't a funny joke. It was just a joke. The fact that someone being tried. willing to being willing to say it, I think,
0: yeah, I think the effort and the fact that someone tried to bring you back to where. Your
1: normal was yeah before all of this yeah so yeah so he he does that whatever but yeah so now quick tangent um yeah Go so
0: for. i met we were talking about those cancer benefit bracelets um now i have a funny story that kind of you know this kind of detour from my really serious talk right? no don't worry <laughs> <laughs> try and lighten the mood a bit so that can i wore that cancer benefit bracelet for years i wore it until it physically broke off of my body from being worn out too long um and like we had graduated high school, we had gone on to university. Um, I it's went a to big we on there. Sorry, <laughs> we,
1: we went on sorry. to university. Yeah, I, I I got a scholarship that year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, okay, got me there. Yeah, okay. So I went on to university,
0: um, and I played uh, I played college football. I was out in uh, in Toronto playing for York University, and um, I remember I was a walk on, so I had to do a lot of tryouts and stuff, and. My, my mentality is, you know, this is my best friend, he's fighting cancer, and because you're still putting on this big strong front for everybody, in my mind, to me, it was just like, my, my best friend is one of the strongest people I know because I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. I'm, I'm you know, playing football and, and I'm going through this, and he's got cancer. And if he hasn't given up, why should I give up? Why should I quit on anything that I'm working at right now when he hasn't given up yet and he's dealing with something a thousand times harder than I can handle? So for me, that was my motivation and I, and when that bracelet eventually did break, I ended up getting, um, an acronym for the bracelet TLTQ on my arm as kind of a reminder. So I could keep that memory and keep that focus into my athletic career and keep going. Now there's, you know, anyone that has tattoos knows, knows a scenario where you're, you're in a space and somebody sees your tattoos and they're like oh what's that what's that mean and they always want to talk about it and it's like whatever it's especially if you have tattoos you're so used to it that you're you're basically numb to it. it doesn't matter um but for me personally like my tattoos usually have a lot of deep meaning to them yeah and most people when they're asking you they're just surface level questions they don't really care they're like mildly curious that it has a meaning at all but like if you especially like you know side tangent if they're at a party They're never going to remember. They were drunk. They don't give a shit. But, like, even sober people, if people that are totally in an everyday situation ask me what your tattoo means, am I going to spill my guts to them every time? Like, to me, it's just, like, these are really personal, and you're basically asking me to get naked for you right now just for you to go, like, eh, okay, and then walk away. (laughs) Like, it's super fucked up. But, you know, people are harmless. They don't really mean anything by it so naturally you have a little abbreviation on your arm people are going to ask you what it means well I kind of started this joke because I was like I'm tired of telling people what it means and it was funny to me to see people get uncomfortable if I told them it meant something really fucking weird and some people would always give me this weird look so the abbreviation for to legit to quit TLTQ I started telling people that it meant the loud thunderous queef (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and I would say it with the deadpan straight face i would never break at all and some of these people would just look at me like what the fuck and like you can see it in their eyes they're just like they're confused they're like not sure if they're i just said what they think i just said they're like does he know what that means like they're so stricken by what i just said to them and i don't break until they say something so that whole time they're just looking at me it's just silent and it's so uncomfortable and like i'm kind of a troll so like for me I loved it. It was <laughs> so funny to me. Kind of a troll. <laughs> Kind of. Um, it's mm-hmm. still to this... Day. Yeah, I mean, we just did that 50-top <laughs> DMV, yeah. so yeah, I'm kind of a troll. Um, yeah, fuck you with Kevin Durant. So for me, that was one of the funniest things to do to people, was just like, people I don't know, I'm never going to see them again, it's whatever, I'll just tell them I have to, you know, what it means that, and they're just like, wow, it's really fucked up, and then I'll just never see them again, and whatever. Now... We're going into like my second year and I'm sitting in this cafeteria area and I'm sitting at a table with some people and we're just doing homework, like waiting for something. And I remember we're sitting there and some girl comes up and I think she was going to like, she went to like talk to one of the other girls at the table. And as she comes and sits down or sorry, come, comes and walks up to us, she sees me and she recognizes me. And I don't really think anything of it. Cause like I met so many people at university and most of people like, I don't give a shit about, they didn't care about me. I don't care about them. They're just random you know acquaintances bystanders like there's a yeah. lot of people at university like you're not gonna be friends to everybody yeah and so anyways this girl walks up she says something to her friend and then she looks at me and there's like i don't know like four or five people at the table and she's like hey i know you and i'm like looking at her like uh <laughs> you do <laughs> like i don't know like i don't want to be rude right like kind of like you said yeah you see people all the time you don't want to be rude to them you have no reason to be rude but like i legit don't remember you at all and she's like, "Yeah, you're the guy with the queef tattoo." And I'm just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and every single person sitting at the tables, like, "Excuse me, what? <laughs> what is this queef tattoo, Dustin? Can you please show us?" Because like everybody's like, "Whoa!" Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't really tell people I was even doing that. Like it wasn't yeah. like, "Hey guys, guess what I just did." It was just kind of something I was doing on my own until that day when <laughs> this random girl's like, "Hey, yeah, you're the queef tattoo guy." I'm like, "Okay, well now I have
1: to explain." Yeah. I the same thing, cause uh, when like dealing with it all, I had uh, because they had to put the chemo in straight to my heart. So there's a what was called a VAD, a vascular access device. It get uh, it was put into my uh, chest on the right side. It connected to whatever, but uh, normally it's it's like it's kind of a circle, and it it's supposed to just barely kind of break the skin a little bit. Mm-hmm. But mine, I guess, because I was too skinny it was, like, a full, like, inch out of my, of my chest, so then, like, if I'd, if I'd wear, like, a tank top or anything like that, like, it'd clearly show, go swimming or whatever, and, I like, at first, obviously, like, like you said, you kind of tell people what it is, and then you, you start getting asked by people that you don't know or care about or, like you said, at a party, and so I decided I wanted to have fun with it, so, uh, I remember, I think it was, I think it was actually, uh, Nathan, Nathan, uh, I think is. Nathan Jimmy now, but Nathan Press at the time. Okay. I remember he, uh, I think we were at Brittany Finlayson's and, uh, he, he came over and he's like, Hey, what, what is that? Like, what, like, I, I yeah. see you all the time. Like, we're all obviously friends, but i never really asked. I'm like, well, like, uh, my dad, he was kind of, he was a really, he, he likes to drink. He kind of gets angry <laughs> when he drinks sometimes too. And like, I, I kind of, I said something to him the other day and he, he got really pissed off. So he, he took a bottle cap and, and. Punched it as many times as I could to get it stuck in my chest. It's like, oh my god, really? I'm like, no, I've got cancer. <laughs> <It's so
0: fucked laughs> Walk up. away. It's and I'd so say that funny. to
1: everybody. Anybody that asked me, i tell them that story. Doesn't matter who's there, if it's a party, what it is. And yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Disclaimer: my dad's a saint. He's not an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's for it was the, funny. Yeah, it's for the bet. You, yeah. you gotta respect it for the bet. Yeah. Okay, so. so
0: Now, in the story, you're, you're, in your senior year, you're playing basketball,
1: but obviously, you're dealing with a lot internally.
0: what was, like, finishing your senior year and, like, graduation?
1: So, yeah, so, obviously, like you said, everybody, everybody knew who it was, everybody kind of, like, showed their support, I was putting on for the, putting on for the city kind of thing, like, everybody knew me, so I remember, uh, like you said, I was in the, the Progress, I remember, uh, the, the lady, uh, can't pronounce her last name. Jenna Hauk, I think, is the photographer for the Progress, Sure, whatever. And she would she'd come take photos of me for each of the segments. But she said she was coming to uh, pro, uh to graduation. And for some reason, in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, she's coming for me. So then I remember <laughs> I'm like in my okay. gown and I saw her. I'm like, oh hey, like, could you get a picture of us? And she's like, oh sure. And then I'm like oh like with it and over here, do you want to take more pictures of? It? And she's like, hey, like, I'm I'm not here for you. Like, I'm, I'm doing this for the progress, so, like, I, I don't know what you're thinking. I'm not sending you these photos. And I'm like, oh, oh, I, 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 I thought you were just here for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh, okay. Same I story. guess
1: I'm not as famous as I thought I was. <laughs> you're only famous for a little bit. I <laughs> yeah, you're healthy. I, no like, one gives a shit. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. No one really gave a shit. But, a no, I,
1: was... I don't I don't think I was even done chemo. But I, I might have been. I don't remember. But, uh, but I remember we, like, we get in the ceremony, it's the long fucking drawn out thing, but then uh, uh, it goes on and then it they, uh, they said, uh, and this guy, he, everybody knows him, he went through blah blah blah, Kyle toe and everybody fucking erupted, and it was the weirdest feeling in the world, because I'm like, I just did a year of this for this moment. Right. Like this is like looking back on it, it's like this moment means shit. Everybody does this, well, but that? I was like, I, I. The only reason I stayed in school is so that I can graduate with my friends, and I'm here, and everybody actually gives a shit that I did it. Yeah. And it was the coolest feeling. I had my grad ring. I was like, Huh like put my fist up, and I'm like, this is so cool. And then I went up, and everybody was going crazy, and then like I just stopped after that. But <laughs> see,
0: that's that's just the thing, though. It's like everyone cares in the moment, and it's very common in our culture even today with like you know. People are like, oh my God, you know, this just happened, you know, pray for these people. And it's like, I get it. Like there's so many things going on in the world and I'm not, you know, shaming someone for, you know, having a heart and being empathetic, yeah. but there's a lot of people out there that are a part of it because it's trendy and because mm. they feel like that's the right thing to do, but they don't really give a shit. Yeah. Once it's died down and there's like the next big thing, like, like you said, you were on a pedestal for a while, Yeah. but then, you know, there gets to a point where like, <laughs> you know, not saying that this reporter they did anything bad, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's not here for you because the progress is, you know, they got their headline when you got cancer and you are battling, but now that you're like, you know, you're not really like relevant or that's, you know, the story's drawn out everyone knows, newspaper doesn't give a shit. Yeah. That person doesn't give a shit and a lot of those people, yeah, you think back, they, they got that big moment where they got to cheer for you and yeah, you felt good at the time, but like, in reality no one gives a shit and yeah. like you would have been way more off, better off if you didn't do that for yeah, any of that's good. and you took that year off like you said and you you trained for a year and played basketball healthy instead of like half stitched all the time yeah
1: it's really yeah it's interesting. it's it's a, it's a combo because like you could say that i would have been better off to not do it but i could also argue that if i if i didn't do it i'd probably feel like a bitch and i'd Probably keep that mentality where like, oh, like something happened to me. I okay, well, I guess I'm I'm stuck here. Like I I gotta wait this out. Wait till this is better. And realistically, shit goes wrong every day. Like okay, it's like yeah, cancer's a pretty big wrong. Yeah. But like everything goes bad. If I can just if I take the take the year and say fuck it, I'm gonna do everything I normally do. Yeah. But with cancer, then also nobody has shit to say to me. Like what you gonna say? I'm a quitter. Yeah. Try. Try again. Like you're gonna say, I I can't do something. Fuck you. I can do it. I just, I showed you. Like if yeah. and I have that in my head. Whereas if I if I take that year off, I don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. I I have the fact that there is something that could beat me, even though I didn't die. Like I because because I didn't die to it, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't give up anything. Like obviously I gave up a chance at scholarships and whatever. Yeah, and even then, like career. I I could have. If I like, oh, like looking back on it again, I knew, uh, the coach at Columbia Bible college and, uh, he had like, I talked to him after and he like a year after and he was talking about like, come, come on, try out and like, go, go to some camps and we'll like get you back in. But I, at that point I was kind of like, well, I, I'm, I'm out of it. And I just didn't, I just didn't take him up on it. I should have, but I didn't, mm-hmm. but like, I, I always have in the back of my head that if shit goes sideways I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna figure it out because shit went as sideways as it can and I'm good. I'm, I'm here. I like, shit didn't go that bad for me. I own a house. I have a, a loving wife. I have a kid. I have another kid on its way. Like, okay. yeah, I, I also had cancer. Didn't, didn't do anything to me. It like, all it did was I lost a nut. Like yeah. turns out you don't even need a second one. Okay. And, and I, I didn't mean, know that either. I, <laughs> I, I thought that like, it was like, Oh, you're going to have half spring. They're like, Oh no, it just all goes into one. Okay. So, so basically that
0: mental strength that you grew out of it, that to you meant more to you than everything else. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Like it, it was kind of like, at, at, especially at that point, like looking back, like it's everything 20, your hindsight's twenty twenty. Okay, I could have, I could have made the exact perfect decision at that time and change it all but I wouldn't I like me myself even if I went back there and had cancer at this like with this exact same mindset I'd probably still do it I, I can't see myself ever taking a year off for anything like just anything in general would wouldn't convince me that it'd be better to to bitch out for a year like it's it's not bitching out and other people can do what they feel, but it's not me. It's not in my character. Mm-hmm. It's not like my, my dad, like, cause like growing up, we weren't, we weren't poor. We weren't rich. We were kind of like bottom middle class kind of thing, but I, I had no idea. Like I, I thought I, was, I thought we did pretty good because my, my, my dad kind of, he just took care of us. They, it was, yeah. the, you never knew when shit was going sideways. It was always like kids, kids get taken care of. Maybe I'll skip dinner tomorrow. And like, just nothing, you didn't really know what was going on. So in, like, I didn't know that at the time, but as much as I didn't know subconsciously, I could see that he, he did what needed to be done mm-hmm. and if shit went wrong, he did it anyways. Yeah. So that it was just kind of, it's built into me to keep going.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, especially dealing with you went, dealing with what you went through, like I can see how that yeah. holds a lot of value to you for sure.
1: Then, then obviously, like, I'm not going to get into it this time, but like before this also, I had dealt with stuff with my mom. Mm-hmm. Like my mom had her issues. She's great now. Everything's good. She's completely changed, but she had, she had bad shit happen with her as well. And like kept rolling with the punches. Yeah. It's like shit happens. I go to school. I go play basketball. I do this shit happens. My dad goes to work. He pays the bills. We go here. Mm-hmm. We, it just that's what it is. The fire no, mentality yeah. in you for the, since the Yeah, beginning. it's it's been in there for a long time. It's just I could never see myself just yeah. quitting on it. And, and you know what? The thing that's
0: that's crazy is it all it all happens the way it does, and yet you know. Then for me, I guess like being your friend, I feel like for me the climax to it all was like seeing you get married and just like being a part of that whole process. Like yeah. how powerful that was, getting a chance to like do that speech in front of everybody and. And we'll detour in a minute for the ring story. Cause, you know that was that was a classic. And you but... definitely
1: bitched out on your speech because I knew you you didn't want to cry, so you just kind of like like played it off. Like, oh, I'm going to talk about this and that,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but. Hey, you know what? The, I thought the speech went good though. You know, I had, no, it did. I had it did everyone, feel good, but I knew ex- I was you waiting knew I had the more of the day. I was waiting for the tears. You knew so I had more of the day. Me. Yeah, I was trying to avoid crying myself. I, I mean, I made everybody else cry, but I, I, I was trying to avoid uh, being the one standing up there crying myself. Because like, especially because like your mom and your dad had already cried. <laughs> like, I know they, they had some tears. Like just, everybody was crying already, so I was trying to like, well, maybe I should just like be a little bit more funny. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I made everybody else cry as well all over yeah. again, but. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, being a part of that whole situation was definitely, it was just feel like it was a big, um, climax of the whole situation and kind of, you know, from my perspective, it was kind of like closing, closing the chapter that you couldn't do anything because of cancer. You can just, you've just proven that you can advance your life in the way you have, despite everything you did. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, we're sitting in your house right now. You've got your family in there, your, your wife, your kid, kid on the way you know this is this is you this is the world you've built mm. out of what probably <laughs> didn't look like much when you were 17 yeah and we're we're at 10 years later we're 27 now and this is where we're at
1: it's not too shabby <laughs> right too man shabby. like
0: it's 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 it really is impressive and it definitely has always been a source of inspiration for me just because i know like i said i see it every day on my arm it reminds me of mm-hmm. how hard you fought so why, why would I have the right to ever give up on anything I'm doing? Mm. And I, And I feel like I coach football now, and that's the kind of the men, the message I give to kids all the time. you know, like we live in a pretty, you know, white average town, lots of privilege going around here and there. There's yeah. a lot there's some people living hardships, but there's a lot of people that are living just normal lives. And then you think of like, college sports you got guys you know fighting trying to get out of the hood and you know, whatever city they're in trying to make the same team as you. So you if you're not willing to fight harder you know and fight as hard as these people that are dealing with so much more than you what do you really deserve <laughs> like yeah. like you have it easy compared to them and they're still fighting so why can you give up yeah and yeah it just it definitely is a very powerful story um quick uh <laughs> departure from the serious tone though so at Kyle's wedding we had this uh, situation that was completely my fault but you know what? 100%. In the essence of no harm no foul technically nothing bad happened so it's not like I really fucked up that badly but like let's just break it down. So I was the best man and as you know best man is responsible for the wedding ring
1: Mm -hmm. and you
0: might be thinking Dustin did you forget the ring? It's like no I did not forget the ring. I had it all planned out I had been thinking about the ring pretty much all day the schedule was simple um, we get ready we take pictures we know what the groomsmen whatever um, then we go and we do this little thing with uh, Kyle and Britt for pictures and it's like that was gonna be like half an hour like the maid of honor me and then you know the bride and groom <coughs> and then we go back to the room we finish getting ready Kyle and Britt will go off and take pictures and then we kind of all reconvene at the ceremony it was simple I had it charted out everything was good And then on a whim, we kind of like changed the plans slightly. And me and uh, the maid of honor also got in the vehicle to go take pictures. And at that moment was the first time that I completely forgot what was going on. And that changed plans completely because I left the ring in my bag in a safe spot where I wouldn't lose it. And I knew it was the last thing I needed to do before I left that room. And the last thing you did. (laughs) So we go off and I have completely forgotten. I don't have the ring on me at all. And then we go straight from the pictures to the ceremony and we'll, we we'll come back to like get on buses and then we go to ceremony. So I still have no idea. And now we're at the point where people are starting to fill in there's like half the seats are in like the buses for like the area and where we, you know, the ceremony happened, it was like, we had like cabins. And then there was like this little road that kind of, you know, went around about behind the cabin and then down up this little hillside mountainside road down to the grassy area it was like a five, six minute drive or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. up there. Um, and you know, we're all standing there, you know, Kyle is, you know, he's in his suit. He's at the, <laughs> he's at the, you know, at the front of the head there. And hi then, to everybody. Yeah. there's was me and the boys and we're all standing there and we're all kind of just like, you know, kind of just doing a little like stand around practice time, whatever, before we go, you know, reconvene on the top of the hill where we walk down yeah. and stuff.
1: And I think, I think right at this point, uh, the, the person directing it all was like, hey, so you know the the girls have just left, they're on their their way down, once they get here like they're going to go up to their spot and then they're going to turn the music on and start, start having them come down. And we're like, okay, cool, cool, yes. good, good. We're, we're all set, we're, we're perfect we've been <laughs> up good. here for a couple of minutes, we're good.
0: And it's at this moment that my stomach sinks I'm literally sitting there, still got a smile on my face because we're all just chilling and I'm just thinking to myself I remember that feeling of my pants being tight because the pocket was filled with the ring and I uh I'm also aware that I don't feel that feeling right now I immediately started like patting myself down and I didn't really know what to say at first I didn't even really know if I had the time to be like
1: you didn't even need to say anything I looked over (laughs) you you were the whitest Guatemalan there's ever been
0: (laughs) I was so pale I was just I like literally my stomach sank I was like oh no the ring's still in my bag the girls have already left on the bus they're on their way here this is happening within the next 10 minutes and I'm fucked. I and, and it's one of those things where it's like I've never really been one to hesitate. I've always been one to just jump to action to just get things done. And it was in that moment is you know that that trait kind of saved me because immediately I started walking through the aisle, keys, keys. Who's got keys? Give me your fucking car right now. Like I was yeah, so yeah, I, remember, I was I was like, freaking I was
1: like out. what happened? You're like the rings not here. It's there. And I'm like hey Anybody, anybody in the crowd? No yeah, questions just, asked. We need your keys. Yeah, we need to go. Yeah, keys. And so, uh one of your
0: friends' dad's, yeah. uh, uh mcfadden's yeah, dad. Yeah. He's Ball. like, uh you need keys. I'm like, yes. Give me your car. And he's like, okay. I'm like, which one is it? And then he's like, kind of like, where are you taking my fucking car? And I'm like, can you come with? <laughs> just you know, I don't want you to think I'm stealing your car, but like, yeah. do you want to come? Like, and he's like, okay. And then you know, you think we would like. He was kind of, like, thinking we would, like, walk to his car and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm so-and-so. And I was like, um, you think we can run? <laughs> like, we need to go. Like, <laughs> there's we ain't not time. time. Why don't we do this in the car? Because we're going to have, like, a few minutes to, like, sit there patiently in the vehicle yeah. while we drive. Right now, we need to boogie. <laughs> so, I'm, like, just, like, let's go. And so, turns out, in the most convenient, you know, action movie sequence ever, he's got a Porsche in, like, the second slot waiting for us, basically. <laughs> And so, I don't know if it was a Porsche, but he had some sports car or whatever. And so, we hop in. um, He gives me the keys and I'm driving and I just, I start peeling down there. Like, I'm flying down there. And I see the girls pass in that van at one point when we're driving down there. And I'm like, oh my goodness, (laughs) I just saw Brittany. Like, there she goes and... (laughs) <laughs> we're driving in the other direction <laughs> like i'm freaking out now the thing is is there like that road it go like i said before the road goes up and around behind the cabin if i wanted to like pull up in front of the cabin i'd have to go like probably twice as far to go up and around back in front yeah. of the cabin so i'm just like fuck this I- as soon as we get to like level with the cabin i get out of the car i tell him turn it around and I just jump over like this five foot ditch, climb up the hill and race into the back side of that cabin. I grab the key and I just start running back around and I remember I just said fuck it. I just jumped and it was like a pretty big jump. Like realistically, I don't know if I had the balls to do that jump if I was not under pressure, but I just (laughs) went for it. And somehow, like for those that don't know, I'm not like like I'm athletic, like I played college football, but like I was a lineman. (laughs) I'm not some, like, I'm not a jumper. Jumping isn't a thing. Me in the air. He's a stander. Yeah. Big stander. (laughs) I push people. Like, I don't jump, bro. So, like, me jumping this big of a gap was partially terrifying for the fact that nothing wrong happened. I landed it cleanly on two feet. I did not rip this very, you know, fragile tuxedo that I'm wearing at the moment. I didn't drop anything. Everything was Fine. It was like it was scripted. I jumped this gap, cleared it, landed on two feet, uh Papa McFadden had already ripped the car around and he was waiting for me to go and I just get in the passenger seat, yell go, and we just peeled out of there again. And I just remember like, oh my god and I'm like sitting in the car, my adrenaline's racing, and I'm just thinking to myself I I think we might have gotten okay like it might be okay. Like at this moment I'm sitting there thinking, I think I think we're okay, like it shouldn't be too bad like I think I can, we can make this work. And, like, we've, at this point, you know, exchanged some words. And he's just, like, I don't know. I feel like he was stoked on it. Because he was just, like, it was literally, like, an action movie. Yeah. And it was, like, the longest, it's, like, save, five minutes. Saving of,
1: the wedding. and yeah, Like, keeping save, you in the family. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been completely exiled. Be this expedited. podcast doesn't happen if this story doesn't go yeah.
0: well. <laughs> so... We end up getting there. He uh, he lets me out, and I'm sprinting across the grass to get to my point, my like my the place I'm supposed to be standing for walking down with the the bridesmaids.
1: Yet yeah, again, lineman, sprinting sprinting, <laughs> sprinting,
0: and and I just see Kyle looking at me like I, we give him the nod, and he's just like, okay, okay. He's yeah. just been like standing there. Me and
1: the boys have just been kind of standing there, like he can do it. He he can get back here. He can, he right? can get there. Like oh my god! And we we saw the bus pull up with the girls. Wait, like like couple minutes before you get there, and we're like oh we're fucked. There's yeah. no way the it's girls like, are here. Not good. He,
0: like he just left. Dustin just left, and the girls are right here, right now. This is happening. Yeah. I can I can imagine you're shitting your pants at this moment. And so I come sprinting in like a hot fucking. I'm I'm flying as fast. I mean as fast as I can run. I'm yeah. a lineman, but I'm flying. And I remember I run up to the hill. And I'm looking. I'm like, nothing started. I'm like, everything's good. And I'm like, oh man, I wonder if I fucked up like my suit. Oh, I'm probably sweating like a bitch right now. This is gonna look so bad in the pictures. Probably fucked up my hair somewhere. I'm like, oh god. And so I get up to the top of the hill and I just look at the boys. I'm like, am I good? Like, like check me out. Like, my what's my suit? Like you know, like everything. Like check me. And they're like. I mean, you are sweating a little bit, but like your hair's fine. Everything looks good. You were sweating before you left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was an outdoor wedding. I, let's be real. I was sweating before I left. <laughs> but like, but yeah, so I, I, I get up to the top of the hill and we're just like, yo, like everything's fine. And like, it was just so, I was just I'm pumping at this point. And so within like literally moments, cause like. You know, he, there was just enough time for, I think, him to, like, walk back to his
1: seat. And then we were going. Yeah, music started for the girls to start coming down. Yeah, and
0: so the girls come and we meet. And I meet the, you know, the maid of honor and we start walking down. And that whole time I'm holding her hand or whatever and, like, walking down with her. I'm telling her what just took place over the last five minutes. (laughs) And we're, you know, we're smiling. We're smiling for the camera because everyone's looking at us. We're the first ones down. Um, And she's smiling and, like, waving and stuff. And, like... We're, she's just, like, saying, like, under her breath to me, like, holy fuck, Dustin, how did you do that? Oh, my God, that's insane. Like, she's just completely baffled. <laughs> and we're just, like, oh, my God, well, we're good, right? Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. And then we go, and then the wedding just, like, I mean, pops off
1: pretty much exactly as you'd want it to go. And uh, could you present the ring? Who has the rings for <laughs> and everybody we wanted to do <laughs> <laughs> I I just I didn't even look I just, I kind of smirked yeah. and I could I could feel it in the back of my head all the boys looking at you and Brittany's like oh what's up I'm like no yeah no. yeah
0: because Brittany at this point has no idea no. anything happened no. she doesn't know that I would just like you know pulled Mission Impossible six out of my ass right now she has <laughs> no idea she's just like. Oh, who has the rings? Okay, Dustin, yay. Like, everything's fine. And, yeah, we're just poker-facing, like, crazy. Yeah. Boys are snickering to themselves. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm acting like nothing happened. I'm cool as a cat. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's right here. No problem. I had it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, you <laughs> yeah. pulled it off. And, it yeah, off. It just, I remember, like, after the fact, we're, like, done the ceremony. We're driving off to take pictures, and we're telling Britt, like, what happened. And I even then, I'm thinking to myself, it's probably too soon. She's still looking kind of
1: choked, even though the ceremony went fine. <laughs> yeah. She, she was like, if this wasn't, like, my day of all happiness, I'd be really, really mad with right now. But I can't ruin my day. I can't ruin my day like exactly. that. Exactly.
0: And, and at the same time, no harm, no foul. Yep. It was it there worked. when it needed it to be, and she didn't even know. And
1: only because we told her. that. That's the key, is that if she would have, like, had a hint or something right beforehand, because she, she planned that wedding... Every every little step of it was her, the entire time, and we like she, for sure was like yeah Dustin 100 percent he doesn't drink he doesn't do anything he's, I'm the... he's the guy that's the most reliable <laughs> will not forget it
0: out of all of our friends I'm easily the most reliable for those reasons and I almost forgot the like, ring and fucked your whole wedding how do you feel <laughs>
1: it, like if I I always replay it in my head but you have the rings and that's when your face was white and all all i think is that i don't even know what would happen at that moment
0: i feel like i really i really wish i could have like been in your shoes at that moment and see my face because i remember how i felt and how it was for me but like i've always thought like i'm like co- cool and collected and no one can tell how i'm feeling because i'm such a like you know poker face but you know, my girlfriends made it very clear that when I'm upset or something's wrong, you can tell. So I, yeah. I can only imagine I would look like a ghost oh, that yeah. day. You went, you went very
1: ghostly. Very, so very ghostly.
0: yeah, that was one of the most stressful yet hilarious yet nothing bad happened. So it doesn't really matter. Right. So we're still good. I'm, yeah. I'm one for one on ring deliveries as a best man. So technically I'm undefeated, which means yeah. it's mm-hmm. great.
1: Not gonna lie, there's probably a good reason none of the other ones picked you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Will doesn't ever be a best man again. Eh, maybe, maybe there's like one other chance, but probably, probably yeah. not. Who knows? Yeah. I got a bad tough tough if self. Every tough see that's the thing. Now that I've gone first, everyone knows what not to do, yep. and uh, everyone therefore theoretically will be better at it than I was. <laughs> well, but uh, yeah, that was uh, one of the most stressful moments of my life. And you remember that part where I said, Yeah, your wedding was probably like the climax of all of these emotions. What a story it would have been if I fucked it all up yeah. by fucking up the
1: ring. <laughs> I'm uh, laughing now, but man, yeah. in a
0: different parallel
1: universe. It probably still wouldn't be laughing worthy. <laughs> like, especially a, on like a podcast that we like can listen this to podcast, eventually? This podcast <laughs> she you know, isn't happening. No. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But we pulled it off and like you said, it's yeah. kinda like it's just the end. And I was like, okay i'm not I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that guy that had to worry about if his life was gonna be ruined because of cancer. I'm not the guy that had to worry about like what what has to come i was I was the guy that that made it through did did what he said found a great great woman and I'm married and now I have a brand new life right and that was that was kind of the end there like the rest of it is just talk talk about cancer It's not yeah. anything like it's all know. just stories now yeah it's, it's not- all all in the past something that happen lived through i get to pull out the cancer card every once in a <laughs> while still <laughs> when i when i quarantine shave my head and it goes a little too short <laughs> <laughs> jokes get to come out but
0: yeah it's yeah. uh i don't know for some people like joking about it can be kind of fucked up but like i said it's kind of like the only way we've been able to deal with yeah. <laughs> some of the things that we've gone through is probably just because we have that humor yeah because I, I would say i'm very much the same way when things are fucked up for me making you know probably sick jokes that maybe aren't yeah. funny to the others that care about me but are funny to me it's definitely one thing that i've done uh a lot of and i'd say most of our guy friends <laughs> yeah. share that quality to some degree
1: so that's what my uh therapist had said because i don't remember like the first time i met her she she said something and i made a joke about like death mm-hmm. or like some kind of really like really bad joke and she and i was like ah sorry like i guess you don't really like i, I do that kind of thing and she's like no, most most people that survive cancer or have any traumatic thing, they have a really dark sense of humor. It's most people don't get it, but like I, I see it a lot, and I'm like, oh, so, so I am weird. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, you, you didn't know that. I'm like, I just I just thought I had a different kind of sense of humor. I didn't know I was actually <laughs> fucked up. But okay, well that's why I see a therapist, I guess. Okay. But that's the only time I've ever seen her. I, I'm gonna see her. I'm hoping that I can see her or somebody like her from the clinic, uh, through like zoom or some shit during COVID cause it's in, uh, it's in like the heart of Vancouver city. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going, I don't like going to Vancouver. Then like yeah. after the car crash, I don't like driving on the highway that much either. So I don't really want to go. They haven't been able to like give you like a therapist like in town. Uh, not like, not really. It's, it was a combination of, I didn't really want to go cause that, yeah. whatever. Well, yeah. So well, it is, it is, you know, as much as you don't want to go, it is good. To yeah. It'll, I'll, I'll, I'll go now that I'm like, is I think it? I was more, I was more so like, I don't know. I was like, ah, fuck. I don't want to see a therapist. Like I don't, I, I can figure it out. I can talk to myself and I'm like, eh. And then I looked up, uh, that better help. That's all the podcasts do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll like sign up for this, do the online thing. And then it's like, oh, 90 bucks a week. I'm like, and they're like, oh, normally it's like two to 300 for a therapist. I'm like, fuck i'm glad i had cancer <laughs> oh i couldn't afford to do this oh man yeah it was I, know, it I feel it, like i think that's a good spot to end <laughs> being happy about getting cancer yeah well that we'll, way, we, we, we'll we end
0: it on a good note and on some laughs but yeah. uh thanks for everyone that's tuning in again i know like this is you know we haven't uh last time was all jokes this time was a bit more serious um we're, we're going to try and keep it different because, you know, some, some of our friends yeah. don't wanna, don't care about basketball, don't want to yeah. listen. We're so, different. Uh, we, we're
1: fucking multi multiverse <laughs> people. We're, so, uh, we're funny. We're jocks. We're serious. We've got real-life shit as well, but we're going to do what we want to do. And yeah. if you want to listen, that's awesome. If you don't want to listen, somebody else will. <laughs> <laughs> you well, do uh, you. We appreciate the support. <laughs> Anyways, hope you have a good day.